Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my happy girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? <laughs> hey, what's up? I was almost going to say breathy because you, while you were waiting to talk, I just hear... Shut up. To the microphone. You're so uh, mean. I, I, yeah, I'm mean. I'm, I'm protective of our listeners' ears. That's Are you? super mean. Really? Is that the claim you're going to make? <laughs> it's been a good week here. It Has it? <laughs> October 25th, 1997. It's been a good week for me. I don't know about you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's our last episode of october oh, it's october wow. 25th yeah. 1997 our next uh, episode will be november 1st or second uh something like that yeah yeah second yay yeah no first okay no i don't know it's not even our last episode it's our last episode of, of October, it of is. Of the main show. Of the main show, yes. But Beverly Hills Now 2.0 comes out on Halloween. No, Beverly Hills, oh. Yeah. Which is Monday. That's true. Okay, whatever. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Shut up. Yeah, so it's a bit of a Halloween-ish episode, I suppose. I have some stories, Carol. And then I think you have something. I have some things I do. <laughs> Such an evil. I was so happy. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, are you going to be happy about the year 2000, Carol? I don't know. What do you think? Well, it said, this article says, uh, Millennial Madness, Much Ado About Myth. Apparently this dude says the only significance of hitting the year 2000 is the importance that people place on it. Quote, Hmm. it's a human thing. Okay. Two years and uh, three months from now, a single revolution of the earth uh, will take us into a new millennium. This is really exciting, isn't it? It is exciting, but so... Basically, this whole thing is like the article. I'm not going to get super into the article, but the article basically talks about how some people believe that it's going to be the end of the world and all that shit. They're stupid. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But but some people think, you know, it's Armageddon. Some people think it's, I don't know, something with computers. I don't, I don't know. It was vague on it. Um, and then other people are like, eh, you know, it's just another day. Which I mean, I think it's more. I mean, I think it's a mix of both. You think it's a mix of both Armageddon and another day? What kind of mix is that? Well, I mean, there are wars and people, you know, die every day. It's Armageddon for somebody. So <laughs> it's not what I meant, though. I mean, it's a mix of of being momentous and being ordinary. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it is momentous, but I don't think it is the end of things no i don't either or you know i don't think there's any religious connotations either it's just you know oh, nice word thanks you're welcome <laughs> i'm smart um no i mean it's it's exciting though to start a new millennia it is 
It will be. That the one of the examples that he gave on there is he's like, you know, eventually people will learn to write two thousand on their checks instead of nineteen ninety nine. But who writes nineteen ninety nine? Just write ninety nine. Um well, I've obviously never made out a check. I don't write ninety nine, I write ninety seven, but you d- don't uh write checks then. Why? You wrote the full date out? Yes. Do you? Yes. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yes, write, when I sit there and pay our bills, that's what happens. I don't write checks a lot. Sorry. <laughs> but on on everything else, it's like ninety seven. On the all the stuff on the computer, it's ninety seven. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's abbreviated. Shorthand. But checks are not one of those times. Write out the date. You know, like you go to a doctor's office and they're like, "Hey, you know, sign this and then date it." And you mm-hmm. do, you know, 10, 25, 97. I think that when the millennia switches, though, that, that people might need to actually specify. Because people might mistake it for 1901. Well, like, okay, what about birthdays? What about them? So, like, say it's 2002. Okay. Okay, and you write 02 for a birthday. It could also be somebody who's, like, 100. It could. I guess. There are people who are like 110. I guess. All right. Well, if it's not a Japanese name, they'll know it's not 100. <laughs> All the most long-lived people in the world are Japanese for some reason. It's because they respect their elders. It's because of sushi. Ooh, sushi. Uh, what about Ewan McGregor? Are you familiar with Ewan McGregor? Mm, I don't know. He was in a movie we didn't watch last year. which then Probably we, not. We should. <laughs> We should watch it. I've heard it's very good. It's called, it's a gritty film called Train Spotting. Okay. It's about drugs and stuff. Uh, let's I'd, see. Yeah, I want to watch it. Now, this actor, it says actor, Salt Lake City needs to clean up act. <laughs> clean, wholesome Salt Lake City is a long way for home, from home for British actor Ewan McGregor in more ways than one. Quote, yeah, well, I'm fed up with it. The star of last year's Gritty Train Spotting told Entertainment Weekly during shooting A Life Less Ordinary, which is due out Friday, quote, there's a paranoia and narrow-mindedness here that I find terrifying. He wow. said of Utah's biggest city, quote, they won't even sell you cigarettes without an ID. And when people come to your house and see beer or wine bottles lying around, God, you get filthy looks. Why would why are people coming to your house, man? What's going on? Well, what do you mean? He's apparently he's been living in uh, Salt Lake City while he's shot this film. Do Mormons do the door to door thing? Uh yeah, I think they do. Oh well, then maybe that's why. Because I'm just thinking, if people are going to look at you like that, then why are you inviting them to your house? Maybe but he's maybe made friends crew. Like the, I assume some of the film crew is from Salt Lake City. I don't know why you'd make that assumption. Why does he have beer and wine bottles littered all over his fucking house? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That is a question. I once... Uh, you know what it looks like after a party. That's true. I once talked to a dude from England, and he was like, oh, I think that uh, even though England has so, so much, so many fewer people than, than the United States, that we could outdrink the United States. And I said, sir... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin exists in the United States. Right. You're familiar with that, right? Like, there are uh, drinking contests in other countries, like Mexico and shit like that, mm-hmm. where you're not allowed to enter if you're from Wisconsin. 
What? It's 100% true. That's ridiculous. That's not just a joke I'm making up. That's true. Where did you hear that? I've been to Mexico. Okay. And and it's a rule in the whole giant country of Mexico that you can't enter a drinking contest? For some drinking contests, yes. You're from Wisconsin. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Talk, <laughs> talk to people from Wisconsin. You want to fucking... You want to challenge me. I don't want to challenge you. All right. All right. Uh, how about this? This is a quote from... Never challenge you. What? What? Okay, I want you to guess who this quote's from. <clears throat> I want a sexier look, actually. As the show goes on, I'll be whittling down my body, whittling down my wardrobe. I'll be nude by the second season. I had a great body for a long time without doing anything. And then all of a sudden, boom, now I've got to work out. Maintenance sucks. It's my goal to work out consistently for one year. But the thing about training is you got to show up. I'm more into eyeliner than lifting weights. Who's that a quote from? Sarah Michelle Geller from Buffy. No, no. Interesting. Interesting. But no, this is Kirstie Alley. 42, For what show? 42. Veronica's Closet. Oh. She's a lingerie mogul in Veronica's Closet. Interesting. I've uh, never seen a single episode of that show. She says she wants to get into shape for the short show's wardrobe. But it's so funny because she's like, you know, by the second season I'll be nude. You're not going to be because it's network TV. Um, but I love how she's like, I had a great body for a long time without doing anything. <laughs> Kirsty, I think uh, <laughs> there might have been a reason why it was easier to maintain. I'm not allegedly, and I'm not saying anything, but uh, to maintain a low weight. Right, right. It in was your the 80s. Younger years in the 80s, yeah. <laughs> I've heard things. I mean, not as reliable as Wisconsin not able to uh, be into drinking contests, so maybe you want to challenge me on it, but I've heard some things. Speaking of a three-named actress, though, mm-hmm. you were talking about Sarah Michelle Geller, Right. How about Melissa Explains It All? Uh, okay, I don't think those are three names. No. It's one name. But it's Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> Instead of Clarissa Explains It All, it's Melissa Explains It All, and that's how they they titled this interview they did with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Interesting. It's almost Halloween. So let's get some magic. Or let's make some magic. Say what you want to create the perfect big sister or baby sister. What the fuck? Say what you want to create the perfect big sister or babysitter. Imagine mixing up the following potion. A lock of Sabrina's hair mixed with a giant helping of charm, a dash of charity, and a hip sense of humor. What do you get? Melissa Joan Hart, <laughs> the 21-year-old star of ABC's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. What's teenage? It's not teenaged. Yeah, it's teenage. correct. You know, people don't say teenaged. But before Melissa cast her spell on us as Sabrina, some of you knew her as Confident Clarissa. I did. For four years, Melissa explained it all on Nickelodeon's Clarissa Explains It All. Great. Do they need to hit a Ford count here or something? (laughs) Melissa got her first acting job when she was just four in a commercial for a doll. How cute. Now she's promoting her own Sabrina dolls. Melissa yacked with us last week by phone from the Sabrina set at Paramount Studios in Hollywood. Uh, 
newspaper wouldn't uh, wouldn't fly out. Huh? <laughs> Question in real life: Are you more like Sabrina or Clarissa? What a stupid question. <laughs> I'm a little of both. Sabrina's not comfortable being a teenager. She panics. I've dealt with all the peer pressure stuff, too. I know what it feels like. Clarissa is very confident. She doesn't give in to peer pressure at all. I think I got a lot of confidence playing Clarissa. Okay. So those are those are two conflicting things. I think it's uh, like, you know, fan service kind of answers. Like, yeah. whichever one you want me to be, I'm that. What's the best thing about being famous? Is this? Okay. <laughs> one second here. Let me find this person's name. And speaking of fan service, I think this is just a fan that they got to do this. <laughs> There's no name on it. What? Weird. Who wrote this? Who cares? They suck. Oh, my God. What terrible questions. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, what's the best part about being famous? Her answer, going all to the, going to all the movie premieres. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She's only 21. Sabrina has such cool clothes. Do you ever borrow them? What? Do you have any idea how, like, fucking, like, performances work? Like, what? What? She says, yeah, I do. If I really like something, I get to look through Sabrina's wardrobe and yes or no stuff. I usually try stuff on, or if I'm too busy, I have my double try it on. But it that's not borrowing them. Yeah. She's going through the wardrobe saying yes or no. Yeah. I, I borrow the cat, too. <laughs> Fuck. Do you still live at home? 21-year-old millionaire. I live in an apartment down the street from my family. I'm about five minutes away. Oh, that's nice. Moving into a house next week. Melissa is a big sister to one brother and five sisters. Oh, wow. She says she babysits her little sisters and has slumber parties with her siblings. Sometimes they get together to watch movies. Oh, that's so cute. What are you doing for Halloween? Working. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll go to some crew parties, she says. Will you dress up? Fuck. I'm going to be Princess Leia. I want pictures. Yeah. That'd be cool. Have you ever been a witch? What? Is this is this article secretly to try to out her as a real life witch so they can burn her? It's fucking Goody Proctor asking these questions. She says I was Elvira when I was fourteen. Fun fact, Elvira's not a witch. Exactly. It's a vampire. What's your favorite Halloween candy? What's your favorite Halloween candy? My f- Since stupid questions are being asked. My favorite Halloween candy? Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> it really is. Like, I know, I know you want not- me to say candy corn. No, because- I don't want you to say candy corn. <laughs> because no I- No <laughs> one wants you to say candy corn. We were discussing candy corn earlier, and I told him that I do like candy and corn. It sucks. Especially the pumpkin pieces. And yeah, he thinks I'm weird. But I, I'm, I wouldn't say that's my favorite, though. Okay. I think maybe it's like, I don't know. What, what has nougat and nothing else? What's your favorite candy? Like, just in general. I don't know. I, I, I'm a Gemini, n- and it's really hard for me to pick favorites. What has nougat and nothing else? Isn't that like uh, Mars or... Oh, yeah. I think Mars bar is nougat and yeah. nothing else. Maybe. I kind of... I, I don't know. I feel that right now, but tomorrow it could be something completely different. Well, hers, Snickers bars. <laughs> what about you? Ah, uh, ooh. My favorite Hollywood, uh, Hollywood candy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cocaine. <laughs> Is oh. it martini shaped? <laughs> My favorite Halloween candy. Uh, I mean, so not specifically Halloween, obviously. Mm. I like milk duds a lot. Sometimes you get oh, those, those are really good. Sometimes you get those little thing of milk duds. Um, probably that. Okay. Or uh, Reese's stuff. Yeah. I like the little peanut butter cups. Have you ever owned a black cat? <laughs> what a wasted opportunity. Right? No, not a black cat. I do have a cat that lives with my dad in New York. Grace. That's not her cat then. Exactly. <laughs> if you could point your finger and do something magic like Sabrina does, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. How about, like, who are you dating? How, like... Can you, not only are these questions horrible, but can you imagine picking up the phone <laughs> and having to answer the shit? She says she'd like to stop time. Eh, all right. Whatever. And if you could turn, and if you could turn your closet into a magic closet that would transport you anywhere, where would it be lead? It would be a direct route to Florence, Italy. And then it says in parentheses, Melissa visited Florence for the first time this summer while taking a three-week college class. Great. That that would be more inf- interesting information, honestly. We polled about 500 Yaks, Yaks, Cor- Yaks Corner is the, the section of the newspaper. It's mostly for kids so or younger readers. Well, that explains why this sucks. Okay. Yeah. We polled about 500 Yaks Corner readers on what they plan to be for Halloween. One of the top choices for girls was a pretty witch or a Sabrina witch. Not really a question. Right. She does say that's really flattering. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, how does that make you feel? That would be something. Can you tell us something you've never told another reporter? Hmm. That's at least maybe a kind of interesting question. But what do they expect? I killed a man. Rena. Right. This is how I got my period the first time. What like, the fuck? like, how personal are we going to get here? We're going to go from, have you ever owned a black cat to, what's your deepest, darkest secret? Here's my most fucked up sexual fantasy. <laughs> uh, I wear a toe ring on my left foot. I've been wearing it for a year and a half. Ew. I got it for my boyfriend on our one year anniversary. We were in Hawaii. Ew. Yeah. Take it off and wash it. <laughs> A freak. Do you read or answer your fan mail? My 17-year-old sister and her best friend are in charge of my fan mail, so that's a no. They pick out what I should sign. They point out anything special, anything for a charity. Okay, this is by Janice Campbell. Janice, are you uh, five? I think maybe because it's for younger readers, maybe she's a younger writer. Maybe she's in high school or something. Okay. Maybe you just ruined her whole fucking life. Because you just hurt her self-esteem, okay, Ms. you C- dick. Miss Campbell, if you are under 18 years old, <laughs> then this is a fantastic job. And I think that you have a hell of a career ahead of you. There you go. If you are an adult journalist, <laughs> resign. <laughs> um, and then it says you can write to Melissa at Melissa Joan Hart, care of ABC. Tell- this is the most generic thing. This is not getting to her. If you can write to Melissa at Melissa Joan Hart, care of ABC Television, 2040 Avenue of the Stars, Los Angeles, California, 90067. Why would anybody write to her? She just said she doesn't read it. Right. 
If you want to write to Melissa's sisters. Right, exactly. Ask what their next movie is going to be for their slumber party. As as far as stuff for little kids goes, it's not bad. Yeah. But it was fun to make fun of. Yes. Uh, all right. So before we talk about the film, before we find out what these kooky teenagers did last summer, you've got some things to find out from me. Yeah, we have our own fan mail to uh, discuss here. That's true. We read our fan mail. We don't respond to all of our fan mail. But we read all of our fan we mail. We do read it. And I'm very happy about our fan mail today. Okay. Because it's <laughs> shitting on me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we got three emails here. Uh, right. We got one from Rich, who says, hey, what's up? Hi, Shitty my- name, Rich. <gasps> Don't be mean. I'm just joking. Hey, what's up? Hi, Mark and Carol. I love the show. I think my favorite episode was nine months it's one of my favorite episodes, too, it's by the way. It's a random episode. No, it's not. It's it. We were, you know, like we talked about some interesting stuff. Okay. With uh, well, Check know. out Hugh Grant in nine months. Yeah, that's it. Anyways. Nine months, the amount of time he's been in jail. <laughs> he didn't go to jail. He should have gone to jail. Um, His career went to jail. You two are absolutely hilarious. Thank you. Um, that being said, Mark, you cannot do impressions. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, and please keep doing it, but it's not accurate. Thanks, guys. Please keep up the great work. Thank you, Rich. (laughs) Very much appreciated. Thanks, Rich. Next is from Andrea. So it's Mark and Carol. Sure, it's Andrea, not Andrea. It is. It's Andrea. Okay. Your show is the best one out there, and I have never laughed so hard as when listening to you two. Aw. That's that's a good compliment. Thank Our show you. being the best one out there is not as much of a compliment seeing as we are the only show that exists right now <laughs> in 1997. Well, there's some radio shows. I guess it's kind of comparable. Sure, sure. Uh, Mark asked to write in about his impressions, which are not good. <laughs> But I'm guessing... I love how much joy you're getting out of this. (laughs) But I'm guessing that is kind of the point. Anyway, just wanted to take the opportunity to drop you a line and tell you how much I love the show, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. We appreciate it. And we do. Even you. He's he's getting all sulky. Y'all think my my Jimmy Stewart impression, Scott? And the, this next one just came in just right before we were recording, so he just made it, Julie. Okay. Uh, hey, Carol and Mark, Julie here. Mm-hmm. I love your tapes. They are all that and a bag of chips. Aw, thank fun. you. Cool Mark, beans, Julie. Mark, are you sitting down here, honey? Yeah, I'm right. I'm sitting down because I'm going to want to stand up. Is that what's going on? You're good at impressions. Okay. Not all of them, like your Al Pacino from the latest episode, but you're good at well, most of them. That wasn't. See, she and I are on the same page because I think that too. Like most of your impressions are good. That one sucked. That Al Pacino um, one's not a real impression. <laughs> you can't do Al Pacino. Right. Your Shaggy is hilarious. Agreed. No, thank you. Uh, love you guys so much, and you always leave me laughing or thinking hard about the movie you're talking about. Mm-hmm. My favorite segment is Massive Love. Me too. Uh, thanks so much for all you do, Julie. Well, Julie is my favorite writer right now. <laughs> thank you so much, Julie. And thank you, all of you, really, for taking the time to yes, write in. Yes, thank you for writing in. We appreciate I it. I did ask for it. You did. You opened yourself up there, sir. Well, speaking of opening yourself up, 
Um, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt and Buffy's own Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, someone named say their fucker in this. Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. I have things to say about him. And the other one. Uh, Ryan Felipe. Yeah, well, that's his name. <laughs> fancy name, dude. For fancy name for a uh, a blonde fucking uh, border collie looking dude. Yeah, he does not look Spanish. Anyway, so speaking of wide open, that's how I started. Uh, yeah, this. like I started this time. These kids left themselves wide open to be stalked and murdered sure. after what they did last summer. Fucking nailed the landing, Carol. There you go. I mean, I was also thinking, you know, being, you know, opened up with a fish hook, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, some of them were. Or, you know, how uh, Julie uh, spread her legs. You know, she was pretty wide open there. For Who's her. Julie? Isn't that her fucking name? Jennifer Love Hewitt's character? Oh, I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Julie Jones or something. Like that. I was thinking of the, wo- the woman that just wrote us. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That was the first Julie that came to mind since you just mentioned her. Like, no, we're not dis- we're not disrespecting uh, the one person that thought my impression. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she gave it up for Freddie Prinze Jr. I mean, who wouldn't? But oh, wow, really? Really? So- <laughs> 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 well, who wouldn't want to fuck Jennifer Love Hewitt then? I would. Yeah, just saying I'd pay to see that I mean honestly all, all four of them are fuckable but probably yeah, Ryan, Ryan Felipe, Felipe is, is like the yeah, least yes, attractive agreed by far <laughs> um no offense Ryan Felipe uh but anyway I, I did call you a border <laughs> I don't know so this is the first movie I've seen this Freddie Prinze Jr. in but he is a junior and do you know why do you know anything about I don't. I know nothing. You don't know anything about Freddie Prince. You know what, though? Whenever I hear his somebody father. call him Freddie Prince Jr. and I'm looking at his face and stuff, I picture him like Jughead with a crown. What? Because, <laughs> like, if he had a crown on, he'd look kind of like Jughead. And when you say Prince, then I picture him with a crown. Oh my God. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was a, a big reach. Was it uh, was that too much information into the weirdness that is my brain? No, no, it's fine. Uh, but Jughead's dad <laughs> was Chico. Chico and the Man. I don't know who that is. It's a show in the seventies. Well, then that explains why I don't know who it is. Chico Grandpa. and the Man. What the fuck? The seventies wasn't that long ago. It's long enough ago. Is it? Yeah. All right. I mean, not to be my grandpa. I guess I'll call you daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? <laughs> Maybe if you're good. <laughs> I can wear a crown. Uh, but yeah, Chico and the Man. It was a show in the 70s. Um, and his dad was the star of it. He was Chico. Okay. I think... Um, I'm trying to remember now. I think uh, Jet, Jack Albertson was the other guy in, in uh, Scatman Crothers. Wasn't it, too? Do you know Scatman Crothers? No. Bet you do. I don't, though. 
Bet you do. <laughs> okay, I don't recognize his name. You know The Shining? Uh-huh. You know the cook guy that also has The Shining? Uh-huh. That's Scatman Brothers. Oh, cool. Uh, but anyway, I think it was like, it was like fucking Junkyard or something like that, but it was on from 74 to 78. Okay, why do you know so fucking much about this show from the 70s? You why do I know that Ho- Jose Feliciano uh, recorded the theme or composed the theme music? Uh-huh. I, I don't know, because I'm a fucking huge fan of Chico and the Man. It was on NBC. Can I just say something? Say everything. You were not allowed, or you were not, you were not allowed in the 70s. I was, What? I was not allowed in the 70s? Once it turned from 69 to 1970, they said, no, you got to sit this decade out. You can come back in the 80s. I was put, she's right though, I was put in suspended animation from January 1st, 1970. That explains so much. 31st, 1979. And then I was allowed to resume my life. Suspended animation. That's why he's the grandpa and yet still fuckable. Wow. It all makes sense now. <laughs> anyway. So, this movie is yes. <laughs> pretty cool. Like, it reminds me of, I mean, it starts out they're well, talking about an urban legend, but uh-huh. like, I mean, the whole movie is just like an urban legend come to life. Yes. Yeah. There. It's, it's, so it's written by Kevin Williamson. Who also wrote Scream? Okay, well that and, explains it. Yeah, you can you can see a lot of it. It's not meta in the same way that Scream is. They're no. not like they're not self aware that you know they're not referencing horror movies and shit right. Like that. They're talking about urban legends and they're in the midst of an urban legend essentially. But it's a little more simplistic than that too. In the end, I guess than an urban legend. I don't. I think urban legends are generally pretty simplistic. Yeah. But, um, okay, so they're graduating from high school. Yeah. And they go to the beach, the four of them, to party and celebrate and whatever. It's the summer, and Jennifer Love Hewitt is who we have seen in Party of Five. Yeah. And she's, you know, quite attractive. I think uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is way more attractive. I disagree. But, okay. I, but I think Sarah Michelle Gellar is extremely attractive in this movie too. I mean, they're, they're both they're very pretty girls. They're both very attractive. Jenna and you know, objectively, you might be right, but Jennifer Love Hewitt is more my taste as far as ladies go. Okay. And yeah, it's like they're they're four young, like hip, on the cusp of things stars. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Right. Well. Because she's already Buffy. Right. And that show's pretty popular. You know, it's weird, though. Her hair is longer in this movie than it is in Buffy. And it kept throwing me off. For a while. Off. What? For a while. Okay. It gets cut off eventually. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I think it might have been hair extensions. Yeah, you might. You're probably right. It was probably... Because they made a big deal about it, about her hair. It was, like, part of her character traits. Yeah. So, I I really liked it, though. I think she should grow it out. Yeah. Looked nice. Anyway. Would you like to talk about the fashion of the film? No. <laughs> Would you but, like to talk, talk about Jennifer Love Hewitt 
in that super tight shirt uh, spinning around being like, where are you? <laughs> I didn't notice the tightness of her shirt. Oh, you didn't? No. No, I did. Oh, <laughs> well, good for you. So they all Just go like you to... noticed Freddie Prince Jr.'s crown. <laughs> they go to the beach to celebrate graduation, and uh, Ryan Felipe's character is completely drunk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so funny that at one point, uh, him and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar are together. We really should remember their names, but I don't. Um, I don't know. And then what their names are. God, they all have multiple names, except Ryan Felipe. So you got Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's weird. Some would say Ryan Felipe is a multiple name too, because it's more than one. Shut up! <laughs> Shut the fuck. Up. How fuckable. I know. <laughs> Keep talking, Grandpa. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so he's super drunk, and Sarah Michelle Geller is talking about what a great life they're going to have together. And she's listing off all the things that are going to happen. He's going to be one a of those famous things, quarterback. Yeah. She's going to be an actress in soap operas in New York. And then she says, and then I will let you impregnate me and you'll go to rehab. Like yeah. that's part of her. We're going to have a lovely life uh, scenario is he goes to rehab. Well, it's better than him continuing to do drugs. But I mean, it's like maybe uh, think about uh, what your life choices right now. Right. <laughs> you don't have to let the guy that needs to go to rehab impregnate you. Exactly. I'll let you impregnate me. <laughs> a weird way to say that. Well, and she, as she was climbing on top of him, like, now? Like, when does that happen? Right. <laughs> um, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, was a virgin, I think. Yes. And then they had sex. So. That's the most unbelievable thing about this movie. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so they're driving home, and the one dude is so drunk, so Freddie Prince Jr. is going to drive. And, yeah. I mean, he's so drunk that, like, he's like, nobody drives my car but me while he's getting in the back seat. That's how drunk he is. Right. Um, and he ends up being a complete douche and spilling his liquor all over uh, the driver and distracting him so he hits the guy standing in the middle of the road. Yep. And presumably kills him. But at first they thought it was a deer. But this is the most indestructible human being in the world, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. I mean, he was definitely, you know bleeding and he flew up in the air and shit well yeah they think it's a deer because they're on like a coastal highway i think this is supposed to be in east coast because they're talking about going to school in boston they're talking she's talking about going to new york and stuff like that yeah i think they're supposed to be like in Ma- like a massachusetts like seaside town or right something like or like maine vermont like. yeah they, they they're it's a fishing village that they live in right so it's one of those east coast fishing village places um and they're, yeah, they're at this, like, seaside road with, you know, kind of rolling mountains and everything. So it makes sense that they don't think, oh, there's somebody out here in the middle of this freeway in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, and there was nothing around that would give the impression that the person was, like, there wasn't a car or. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you know, anything. But. So um, they hit him. They go and see him. His face is covered in blood. They hit him so hard, going so fast, he rolled up the fucking car, 
smacked Ryan Felipe in the face. <laughs> And was and thrown into the highway. And he's covered in blood, and he's like, it's not mine. So, I mean, the guy was, like, massively bleeding. Exactly. And then David from Roseanne rolls up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He's not in the movie a lot. No. But he is horribly miscast. Why do you say that? Because he's supposed to be this, like, fucking badass, working class, I hate the rich the rich people in this town guy. Okay. And he doesn't come across as tough in any way. I didn't get that impression at all. I well, he's like, Oh, you almost got the you almost got the rich boy act down. Get away from my car. You know all of a he's supposed to that's what he's supposed to be. I I guess. I mean just because he's taunting the one guy for pretending to be rich doesn't say to me that he's supposed to be tough. He also stands up to Ryan Felipe, too. Like, Ryan Felipe's trying to bully him and shit like that before this happens. And he's, like, you know, standing up to her, and he's trying to hit on Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's hmm. just, like, he's... it's You're not saying it because it's him. Yeah. It's David <laughs> from Roseanne, the guy that got pushed around by uh, four-foot-eight fucking... Right. What's her name? Uh, what is her name? Darlene in the show, but I can't think of yeah. her name in real Gilbert life. Gilbert is yeah. her last name. Sarah Gilbert. Yeah, I think it's Sarah Gilbert. She Melissa Gilbert is her sister or cousin or aunt or something. I don't She know. was on Little House in the Prairie. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so. That's so funny. But you're right. It's just because he's wrapped, wrapped up in this small dorky package. It didn't even occur to me he's supposed to be a bad boy. <laughs> right. And he's supposed to be. Um, but so I just think it's like bad casting. He's a good actor. Mm -hmm. He was in Christmas Vacation. I mean, you know, he's a good actor. But, um, yeah, not for this role. He needs to play a dork, like you said. Like a, a, a small, dorky science guy. <laughs> right. That would be a great role for him. And he's good at comedy. So something like that. Yeah. But, Hollywood, are you listening? But, yeah, he was, um... He was there, and he becomes a suspect for what's going to happen because he was there. Right. Um, yeah, he pulls he pulls up, and he's like, hey, what's going on? You got car trouble or whatever? A brand new car. Look at that. And, uh, <laughs> like, he talks exactly like that in this movie. <laughs> and that's, see, that's one of my fine impersonations. And they're like, oh, no, uh, Ryan Felipe's drunk. The actor, Ryan Felipe. And, and he starts pretending to throw up on the side of the road. Which it seems like. Or they've hauled the body. Yeah. Seems like him being drunk is just an always thing. It's kind of sad. Yeah, that's why he needs rehab. Right. Uh, mm. So they discuss what they should do. So first they, they have determined that he's dead. Yeah. And this is his body. And what are they going to do with it? <laughs> it was a very elementary conversation. <laughs> well, he's dead. And this is his body. <laughs> oh, that rock's not his body? Nope, right there, that one. <laughs> They decide to throw him into the ocean. Well, so the debate is Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, let's call the police. Yeah. We'll tell them it was an accident, came out of nowhere. Freddie Prince Jr.'s like, look, I'm not rich like you people. I actually have to pay for the consequences of my actions. <laughs> and this is called vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. And he was driving. And he would have gone to jail. Yeah. And probably had to pay a fine. 
And like, it's he might not have gone to jail for like a long time. Might have been only been like a couple of years, but like he's that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time for an eighteen year old. Yeah, I mean, like they're just starting their life. Yeah. So they resolve that all they can do, and Brian Felipe just wants to fucking get rid of the body because yeah. you know he's rich and everything. He doesn't want another scandal. <laughs> um, and so they resolve that they're going to throw it into the ocean, like you said. So now it's a year later. No. No? Yes, eventually. But but first, they go to throw him in the ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he sorry. fucking jump scares them by, like, grabbing at one of their arms so he's alive. Which makes no sense because they did check for a pulse and stuff, and he looks all pulverized. It's like, <laughs> in a real-life scenario, he would not be alive. It makes no sense that... Uh, teenagers didn't check adequately to see. Oh, okay. No, but but no, you're right though. In reality, with what happened to him and everything, he would have fucking bled out too if he hadn't been dead already. Yeah, that's true. But they throw him into the ocean. So then you got to assume he's dead because he's bleeding in the ocean and drowning now. Yeah. So I mean, the assumption obviously is death. By the way, if you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie. <laughs> As always, because we're going to spoil it because it's a kind of a murder mystery thing, right? So, okay, so now it's a year later. Yes, now it's a year later, and all these events were last summer. And Jennifer Love Hewitt is going home for the summer. Yes. And it turns out she's very depressed and failing her classes. Oh, well, yeah. She has, she's racked with enormous guilt mm-hmm. over murdering a human being. She seems to be the most affected. The others yeah. don't really seem as affected. Well, so... I think they're all affected in their own way. Yeah. Because Buffy, she was going to go to New York and be a fucking actress, and and she's back working with her sister, the teacher from Billy Madison, uh, in the shop there in the little village and everything. And Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, oh, I thought you were going to go to New York. And she's like, ah, I went for a little bit, but it didn't really work out. She didn't even give it a full year to try to, to break into acting, which is like nothing. Yeah. So... I think she gave up because she just didn't, you know what I mean? Like she didn't feel like she deserved it. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Freddie Prince Jr. ends up working on a boat instead of following in his father's footsteps as an actor. (laughs) Don't, uh, well, I'm not going to say that's poor taste. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to tell him not to follow completely in his father. His father killed himself. Oh, geez. Um, Or died of a drug overdose. One of those two. I can't remember. That's yeah. That was not important. That was not. That was in poor taste. But I, and I didn't say it. But she did. I explained to you what I was thinking. Same thing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then yeah. So then Ryan Felipe is just drunk. That's that's his whole character arc, and that's exactly and maybe you know. that's part of it. But he was already drunk before, so yeah. he was drunk when we saw him. But it was Fourth of July. I mean, you know. But he was drunker than the rest of them. Yeah. That's true. It wasn't 4th of July, was it? Yeah, it was 4th of July weekend. I thought they just graduated. No, it was 4th of July weekend. That's why they were at that party. That's why they had the big, the big, um, uh, Buffy wins the, the beauty contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She got like a again. little Miss uh, Fishing Town. Yeah. Miss uh, Fishing. That's what they call <laughs> Miss Fishing Town. <clears throat> it's uh, not the most prestigious. Uh, right. Anytime you have a beauty contest and there's fish involved. <laughs> Definitely downgrades it a bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so Jennifer Love Hewitt mm-hmm. is at home with her mom. We find out she's filling her classes and everything, and she gets some mail. Yeah, you've got mail. 
<laughs> but it's not postmarked. Yeah. Why, why does this not raise any alarms for her mom? Her mom's like, oh, you got something in the mail. There's no stamp or return address. Right. And she just hands her this envelope. And when she opens it, it says, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very simplistic, effective premise mm-hmm. for a movie. Yeah. And so this dude, or, you know, whoever, is uh, following them all and sending them all messages mm-hmm. and being fucking creepy. Yeah. And they've got to figure out who saw them, who knows. Which I would think, you know, the fir- the first one I think they thought of was the guy that played David. Yes. Right? But then he gets killed. Yeah. Fairly instantly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So instead of going through the, the whole plot of the, the movie, um, because it's a fairly breezy movie. It is. Really. It's about an hour and a half or so, I think, which, you know, is, is appropriate for a horror kind of, you know, poppy movie like this. Um, there's a few things I want to, there's a few specific things. Sure, go I, for it. Like yeah. I kind of want to talk about. Um, first... This guy seems almost supernatural. Yes. I know he's not. It turns out that he's not. But he does a lot of things that seem very supernatural. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Like the the trunk. Yes. That's the first thing that I was going to bring up. He puts, because we were talking about him, he puts David from, I think his name's Johnny Galecki. There you go. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He puts him in Jennifer Love Hewitt's trunk and just fucking fills it with crabs. Crawling all around him and inside of him and everything, like all over him, right? Gross. She opens her fucking trunk and she's like, oh my God, he's there. And then she runs to get Freddie Prince Jr. and Buffy to (laughs) to tell him, or no, um, Ryan Felipe and Buffy to tell, because they haven't talked to Freddie Prince Jr. yet, to talk to him, talk to them and like say, hey, you know, I don't know how long they're gone, but it can't be, it couldn't have been that long. And when they come back, it's gone. Yeah, there's no Every fucking way. Every trace of it is gone. Yeah, it's not even like wet in there. I mean, it didn't seem like there was a smell based on their reaction. <laughs> I want to see the behind the scenes of this. Right. Where this fucking killer dumps all that shit in there. And then when she's like waiting in the bushes for her to leave, <laughs> grabs the body, like grabs all the crabs, like corrals them, <laughs> puts them in a net, fucking like power vax the back of it. <laughs> Detailing her right. car. And for what? Exactly. They don't think she's crazy. Because at this point, Ryan Felipe has already been fucking hit with a car. Yeah. So, like, they don't think she's being nuts. Yeah, that's true. It's not like he's gaslighting her or whatever. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, And then, uh, obviously... Now, we're going to really spoil the movie. Turns out, they think for a long time in this movie that it's this guy, David Egan, that they killed. Because he was found in the water mm-hmm. that night. Turns out, this is very convenient for our group of lo- likable teenagers. The guy they hit, they didn't actually kill, so that's off their conscience. Plus, he's a murderer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because his daughter... Died in an accident with David Egan the year before that. 
at the same point in the road, and he killed David Egan before they hit him. That's what he was doing in the middle of the road. Exactly. And he survived being hit by a car, (laughs) being driven out to the fucking ocean, thrown into the ocean, survived it all. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't even look scarred up or anything. No, he looks fine. No, like, like, (laughs) did he have to go through a year of physical therapy? Is is that why, uh, is that why it took him till now? But it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and we find this out because they're talking to the sister of the Egan dude. Yeah. And she shows them what she thinks is his suicide note that says something like, I'll never forget last summer or something like that, or what you did or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, that's not a suicide note. That's a death threat. And then they realize, yeah. And then they realize that um, that they're not looking for David. They're looking for. Well, the big thing that makes the the big thing that makes Jennifer Love Hewitt realize it is that she says, "I saw. I know it was him. I saw the tattoo that said Susie on Mm -hmm. his arm." And she goes, "You didn't have a tattoo." And then she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, well, it was almost, it was like in the same scene. Yeah, then she puts it all together. She goes to, she goes to the computer and on fucking AOL and uh, takes two hours to pull up four stories and, and, <laughs> and finds it. And so they figured that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The thought left your head. It did. <laughs> you go to your next thing and then I'll remember. Okay. So, there are a couple things that I thought were somewhat... Wait, I remember. Okay, what is it? Okay, Freddie Prince Jr. was apparently making time with Egan's sister. Well, not really. It's not like he was fucking her. Well, she said they were sweet on each other for about a minute. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, he was coming around. Billy Blue. And then, you know, she sees his boat's Billy Blue and she freaks out and she thinks it's him. This is weird, too, because it's after she's figured out that it's the dad. Yeah. Then all of a sudden she she questions herself and she's like, it's you. And what I don't understand, though, is she's so mad at him, too. She's like, you were you were the one, you know, with his sister. And like, why are you jealous? Like, I mean, she seemed really genuinely upset that he was. Like, I don't think she was jealous. I, no? think she, I think she thought that he was the killer. Well, that, too. But I mean, she also seemed like just really. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care that you killed him as much. I, I think it was that you killed our friends as much as the fact that you you were flirting with another girl. Well, I was away at school. Wow. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Her whole reaction to I him. didn't that part I thought was unnecessary. Yeah, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then he ends up like saving her. So stupid bitch. <laughs> But, I mean, it's just dumb that she figures it out, and then she's like, oh, wait, no, I was wrong. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's just you, Freddie Prince Jr. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. She's a little weird. But there's a, a scene where he, and he kills uh, Bridget uh, Wilson, um, you know, Miss Pete Sampras, uh, the mom from fucking, not the mom, the teacher from Billy Madison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kills her, her sister. The, yeah, Buffy's sister in the, in the movie who's an asshole to Buffy. oh yeah he kills her. elsa yeah that's right that's her name elsa he kills her if and, and you know she didn't really have anything to do with it johnny galecki didn't have anything to do with it either yeah it's weird 
Yeah, that's true. He's just killing all the people related to it. But he also kills Sarah Michelle Gellar and uh, Ryan, Ryan Felipe. Felipe. Yeah, and he kills a random <clears throat> sheriff, too. Yeah. Oh. That was messed up. Yeah, it was. Like, why the fuck would the sheriff not listen to her? What a stupid... Br- I'm mean, like, he deserved to die. I didn't even feel bad. Agreed. Um, But there's a cool scene where he's killing Buffy. Which, it's a very cool scene. I mean, it's it's not super realistic because they're having a parade at night. They had a parade earlier in the day. Yeah. Now, now they're having a marching parade at night. That's weird. Which is like, one, who does that? Because the fireworks are supposed to be the show at night. Two, how much does this, like, this fucking town orgasms over fucking 4th of July, I guess. <laughs> they must not have much going on. But also, the like... She's in an alley. There's some, for whatever reason, there's tires just piled at the end of this alley for convenient hiding, I guess. And she's like two feet away from the marching band. You tell me one of those marching band people didn't look over to their left at all, like yes. ever, and didn't see that? Of course not. They're in the marching band. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think? Have you ever been in a marching band? Well, no. But, so, so you, but you're purporting to know that they they are stock straight ahead. <laughs> the mar- marching band directors all over the the <clears throat> country are like, uh, if you dare look to the left or the right, it's the latch for you. They're not supposed to be looking around, and like if they're playing an instrument, like and they're blowing in it and stuff. Like I, I just I don't think they're gonna be looking in the darkened alleyways. I'm just thinking about you saying blowing. (laughs) Um, Blowing. uh, Anyway, so (laughs) I think it's it's weird. Some of them, some elements of it are weird, but it's a really cool shot. It's a very, it's a very cool uh, overhead shot of her getting attacked, the marching band here, and you can see like she almost made it. It's very, you can see the little separation. Yeah, which makes it tragic. But and there's a contrast between the darkness of the alley and the black of the tires and all that stuff and the fireworks and the light of next to her. So it's it's all kind of you know, it's very artistic. So yeah. I liked I liked that shot. That was cool. I agree. But overall, I would say a fantastic movie. What did you think about the final solution? Not Hitler's final solution. <laughs> I should rephrase that. Wow, okay. About the <laughs> about the reveal of who it was. Do you think it made sense? Do you think it was good, bad? Kind of. I mean, the whole movie is kind of a stretch. It's like, yeah. it's not a like realistic movie, but no. it's a horror movie. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fine explanation. It what was about, definitely not something that we could have guessed or anticipated. Not really, no. What about the ending? The very end of the Oh, movie. I think that was stupid. And, like, because what they do is, like, she's, it's a, another year later, and she's on the phone, presumably with Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. He's in New York. What is he doing in New York? Because, like, hello, he was a fisherman. It's not like he had aspirations to go to college, but Apparently. now he's in college Apparently. in New York. Well, he's going to college because he doesn't have that guilt anymore. Okay. Guilt makes you not go to college or do bad in college. Go to college. <laughs> right. So she's acing her classes and he's in college and they're going to see each other in two weeks. She's about to take a shower. Everything's so happy. She's about to take a shower or have has just taken a shower. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the world's most secure towel 
Right. Which, um, that's a nice part of the ending. I think I think she wasn't wet, so I, I think that she was about to get in the shower, not or you out though, of the shower. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess she was about to get into the shower. She turned the shower on, and then she went to take a phone call. But somebody gave her, like, oh, this came for you in the mail, her it roommate like or whatever. looks like the same handwriting. Yeah, so she's all freaked out. But it's just an invitation to, like, an ice cream social or some shit. Yes. <laughs> the, the, talk about grandpa. It came from, uh, it came, it came from the fraternity that's still in 1956. Come to our ice cream social. I like ice cream social. I think it was, uh, like, a beer and fucking pool party or something like that whatever it said beer like bold letters on it <laughs> so she, she just saw hot fudge <laughs> but she looks scared and then she sees what it is and she literally laughs at herself like oh i'm so silly and i'm thinking like it's not silly because you're fucking traumatized right, exactly. makes sense yeah and then something comes through the mirror at her well she goes back into the the bathroom and in steam on the yeah. the shower door, it says, I still know. And then something comes through the mirror at her. Just jumps, breaks the glass, and it looks, it's dressed like the fishermen do. It's ridiculous. Who, in the end, they, I guess they didn't kill. Maybe be, they did, and his, now it's his ghost. Because his fucking hand gets snapped off, mm-hmm. and then he gets thrown into the ocean. Yeah, they like, couldn't find the body again. But I'm sure they're gonna find it. I'm sure like he's still alive. They leave it. They leave it. The well, they kind of they supposedly left it open for a sequel. I thought that's what they were doing. But then he does he kill like so. This is what I want to know because horror movies have done this for a long time since the end of Carrie mm-hmm. in 1976 when Carrie's fucking hand, sissy Spacek's hand, comes up through that grave right. and grabs her right. Uh, they, Jason jumping out of the lake at the end of Friday the 13th, all that stuff, right? So here's my question. Is that real? Did that, was that done just for a jump scare? Did that really happen? Was it a hallucination, trauma nightmare or something like that? Because if they're going to make a sequel... Which I presume they'd want to. Yeah. There's they they already made the Scream sequel that's right. coming out at the end of this year that we'll go see. I assume they'd want to do the same thing with this. Um. So would just Jennifer Love Hewitt's dead then? I don't know. I mean, I think if they were to do a sequel, it would have to have been a dream or something. Yeah. Because I mean, like she's the main character. Yeah. So. But anyway. Uh, Good movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I would say go see it. Go see it and just, you know, keep in mind it's, you know, a horror movie, not a real life uh, yeah. thing. So That's true. It's okay. It's okay that it's stupid. Unlike most of the movies spots. we watch, which is which are all real life. Things. Oh, yeah. Very they serious. They all really happen. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's our episode for the week. Uh, Carol, tell the people everything they need to know. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AWOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.